How would I describe myself? Three words. Hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer, merciless, insatiable. Yeah, I have two words to describe myself. Snake and, uh, oh, uh, champion, because that's what I am. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, but you know what you're not? What? You don't have the best record. So it's, we're not even going to get into <laughs> oh it. Oh, my God. That's, that's, just, that's just the start of it this evening. We have so much to talk about. Welcome back. And honestly, <laughs> there's been a lot of commotion in the league. Yeah. No one has – I've yet to talk about it. If you, there's been reasons that I've been mute in a chat. We have a group chat with the whole yeah. league for people that yeah. listen outside. Hold on, but before we get into it, let's you know a quick recap. <laughs> well, and then and there's just a recap. I'm not. I'm rubbing it in. I beat the we the weasel in in the championship this last year. We've just been kind of you know you know I've been on my 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 winner's lap. Everyone's been kind of just hanging out. But we're getting back into it. Yeah. On the weasel side of what's been happening, I've been to the sec- I've been to the final twice, lost both times. So I'm looking to get back. Had a name changed, unfinished business. Yep. Looking to battle back. We'll be unfinished for a while. I'm, <laughs> I'm not too worried. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I mean, I, I, with that, I, I, I want to start with this um, this little uh, trade conundrum. Probably that we the had. biggest controversy of the year will be the whole year, probably, and it happened before the season even started. Yeah, well, and, and also just a, a quick precursor: this is about trading draft picks, Thanks. which which we'll, like, we won't get into the ins and outs right now. But like, we decided we were going to be able to trade draft picks last year, um, like pretty much right as the season ended or during the season or something like that. So we set up for this off season. Um, the Weasel and I were both very active in trade talks with other people. Well, let's actually rewind it back. With Buse wanted to move forward. He's the commissioner. Here's Everybody, the agenda. Here's the agenda. No, no, no. There is no agenda. There's no agenda. I'm not even trying to talk about the thing. Sure. We put in last year, but when the season ended, who wanted to do trade or trading of draft picks and trading of keepers? Yep. And only eight people responded. Fair. And And it was still sent through because it was majority. I just want that to be a part of the story because – you know, if eight people are only ones paying attention and the four people aren't even aware of the rule change, yep. miscommunication, they're not even aware of how the rule goes. Yep. Who knows? What's well, wait, wait, that is a side plot here, too, is that like like we have been, you know, right. why, why do people be a little more committed? So we have we've sent we've sent through a rule to be able to trade draft picks and be able to trade um, not draft picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Picks. Draft picks and be able to trade keepers. Right. And only eight people that committed to it and it was sent through because it was a majority. So then we my, the weasel myself. And the snake obviously had some great keepers from last year, and you know, we want to get back into it because you know we miss football. Yeah, exactly. So we we put Active. out we, we put out the feelers. We put out you know, I mean he has a deep list. Like he's got Jamar. He's got oh, what about Javante Williams, Williams, the fourth round pick, Etienne with a plus three eighty piece. Like I, I had some pieces to trade. I had Cup. I had Mixon. I mean, I even had Kamara on the first. If somebody wanted to reach on that, like I had options for people to to keep. Um, so I reached out. I reached out to some people, and um, some people said no immediately. Some people said maybe I'll get back to you. Some people didn't answer, like in the chat. And um, but then there was Z. And then there was Z. And I I come to Z, and let let this also be a point is that Z did not know the rule about the whole like the trading draft picks, and it looks like that I am like taking advantage of him. But I did not. I am not aware <laughs> that Z is. Unaware of the rule, Z thought that that um, Drew was going to give him Cooper Cup. That Z was going to be able to have Cooper Cup um, and still be able to keep J.K. Dobbins in the fifteenth, which will be his keeper, which we'll talk about later, and then still have some draft picks. So, so, so Z was 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 unaware of the rule and almost like like the weasel for once unknowingly took advantage of somebody. somebody. So unknowingly. I, so I sent I sent a trade pick to Z. I said, hey, 
Are you interested in keeping Cooper Cup? I don't see you have much of a list. Like you got JK, but like so so know. so. What was the trade? What, so, what was the exact trade? So my trade was Cooper Cup and my third pick because I would be trading away Cooper Cup, so I'd be able to have a first round pick, pick, which is which is pick. Or, 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 wait, wait, wait. I oh, was no, you were keeping your first. Yeah, no, it was Cooper Cup in my in my third pick. Yep, yep, yep. For his first and fifth, and we didn't know how to go about it. It's never been. I've never traded a draft pick or traded a keeper, so neither did he. I could I could read our messages, and sure. he, he's like, "Yeah, I'm into that." He actually texted me that day and, and was actually like finalizing because we talked before, and he's like, "Yo, I want to do that trade." So then I sent a final text. He said, "Deal." I sent it to Buse, and I said, and I was you know excited. I got two first round picks. I'm gonna have a keeper in Joe Mixon, so I'm fucking sending it to Buse. I was like, fucking send it, fucking lock it in. I don't give a shit how it goes down. Like he even called me before and Facetimed me that he was getting like I first. right, like I was like I was excited. It was locked in. Like I didn't know how to send it, so I sent it to my commish. My commish was probably also excited, right? Failed to acknowledge that the trade was an inaccurate trade because he was excited about a big trade, and he immediately put it into the group chat. Now, that is the first mistake sure. about this. Well, actually, there could be three mistakes. Me not knowing the correct trade, Z not knowing the correct trade and accepting it, and then Buse also not knowing and letting it go through and putting it in the chat. Sure. But the biggest mistake, and not even the one about us not knowing the rule, I believe comes from the chat. The influence that and the knowledge that Z had gained from the chat that made him decline the trade. Because if the knowledge was not given to him from the chat and from the commissioner, because Z asked, like Z is like, why is everyone saying no? Like I don't understand. And Buse explained to him the rule, and the, and then Z understood it, and he's like, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. But in hindsight, if no one communicated to Z, which they're not allowed to, because trades are never public. You know, I don't know that you're texting eight other people, and I can't get involved in that, right? So. Once it became public, people immediately started telling him no, which changes his outlook on it. And in the long run, I gave him more value on the first trade that he on the I gave him more value in the second trade that he said no to than I did in the first trade that he said yes to. So the only way that he could have said no was because of new information from the outside that was never supposed to be given to him because there should be no say. I mean, if every single person's trade this season was to go public, would any of them even go through? Because I think that much conversation would cause people to just say no okay i'm jumping in now so the only reason that, that this had any effect was because the trade was done wrong the first time because here's the thing like every trade goes into the chat every trade ends up being public but the only difference was this one is that it couldn't be done i mean we didn't do it through the app so so there's a little bit of a period where it got pushed through public where you and and, and all the people involved in the trade thought it was all like all the way through and then after it was found out that it wasn't a valid trade because you didn't give the equal number of draft picks, which I put a fucking massive paragraph in the chat about literally weeks before, then there was that period where everyone knew about the trade and then Z found out about the rule. So um, my only counterpoint is that like um, like all three of you, like you mentioned, like there was some like miscommunication about the rules. You didn't know as much about either the keeper rule or the trade rule. When everyone was on the same playing field of you and Buse knowing about the, the rules for the trade and Z knowing about the keeper rule, then Z said no. So, so like that's that's my biggest point is that like the only trade that the only way this trade would have um, um, like what like the only reason it would have went through if you did the trade uh, trade like you should have is because Z wouldn't have known the rules. But that would mean you had to know the rules. But then if everyone knows the rules that they didn't know before, 
the trade doesn't happen. Here's my ca- – I have two more counterpoints here about the last go. thing. What do we got? There is no here we go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> let you a, go. There is no I'll let here you we go. go. I'll let you go, kid. When here you have go. a problem about something in the league or if you have a question about something in the league and the app can't describe it to you, you go to the person that is supposed to know it, which is our commissioner. Now, if the commissioner doesn't know something, that's fine. But I don't think the commissioner should be able to – I don't know. I'm kind of getting off the course with it. But anyway, the commissioner had the power and he has to have the knowledge to overturn it. And since he made it public, that ruined the trade. I, I understand that when the when the trade went public, everybody's knowledge became equal. Yes. All, I understand your argument about that and how he said no. But I'm saying is the trade should have never have gone public in the first place because – he should have done his job correctly. And we all understand it. And even you said it in the chat that if it never had went public and we had talked about it in our in our quarters and, I, and if, if I was to text abuse and abuse would say, no, it's not a legal trade. And I was to text right back to Z and say, yo, I just got to throw in another draft pick. He would have sent deal and it would have went right through. You're right. So I have to put a little extra blame on abuse with it because of of that situation. And when it went public and you can even see like people agreeing with me that like it was fair to just add it on and just send it through. Jake said fair. And then it was like the 15 people below, not like 15 different people, but you know, 15 messages. I know, we started going off in the chat. And people saying, like, you, you can't do this. You cannot be given two, two first round picks. Like it's trash trade. And that definitely influences. So the only thing that influenced was him knowing the rule. Like, like, like if, if he's if no one told him that rule about like, like if he didn't get that, if he didn't text abuse and clarify abuse and people were shit talking him, he would have done the trade anyways, though. But the fact is, it wasn't like people saying it was a bad trade. It was his uh, lack of knowledge for the rule. Um, that, that, that was the reason he was doing this. So trade. then you know I go, what I'm saying. So my last point about this is this: as the I, I can't believe we put through a rule that was eighty percent, not eighty percent. I mean, however, I mean that is only, only seventy five percent of the league voted on it. Seventy five percent of the league voted or on it. Or sixty six, I guess. Whatever it is, Man. not that high. Like not a hundred percent. Not you know. So I would love if rules were all voted on. And you know, we people obviously weren't aware. So obviously, we had to do a better a better job of explaining rules because things could get sticky quick. And I also this is my last push to push a committee because a when problems happen, it all fall backs on abuse, and it just makes me want to like hate abuse when really it's just it's just the league so i think having a committee being able to explain the rules more thoroughly and be able to have multiple ways of connecting i don't know but also there's just there's just a lot of reasons this podcast that i'm going to point out that i think a committee is better and that is the first reason how it's just a lot of information we have to get to people a lot of people might have questions you know and maybe if we had a committee that i put that trade through it would have been stopped immediately and it would have been able to been you know, because Jake saw the, the problem immediately. I mean, there were five texts before of, Jake had said before oh, this Jake is not said valid. this is not valid. I mean, Murph said that's a shitty trade because he thought it was good. Prox said that's a shitty trade because he thought it was good. It wasn't until Jake. So obviously, people weren't aware that. It, so that's what I'm trying to say. We need to be more aware, and I would love to have a committee so that that committee is always aware and always making sure the rules are being followed. So this doesn't yeah. happen again because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I know. I mean, I guess. I'm down with the committee thing. I just get, yeah, uh, I just want to have like concrete, like kind of stipulations for like what it does. I mean, like when I hear committee, like like what I think of is like voting on things. And I I don't think like like we should this committee should serve as like like as like a ruling body as much as was like like a source of information in terms of, like what you were saying like like the the, the the however many people on the committee their only their only job they don't have any power. Yeah. Their only job is just to to know all the rules. Well, it's to know all the rules. 
and, and, and things like that. So like if something were to happen like this, especially where there's so many rule changes that there's people to go to instead of, instead of just having like, like, like I'm just one person to have like, like have to know all the rules and have to be the one. Right. You know? So, yeah. and so I mean, so, so like, like, because what, I mean, like what's your take on that? I mean, like, would you want the committee to be like, like have like voting rights on certain things or like, like what would your image for the committee be? Well, a great example is what happened with Nick and Teddy two years ago, right? Nick texted Buse after accepting the trade and sending it through on the app and saying, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Yeah. And Buse was said by himself, making the decision by himself said, I'm overturning it. That's what was happening. You know, yeah, see that's- I would have loved to have a committee in that situation where they talked about it. Yeah. They came to a decision and then they came because when it's just Buse decisions, like I said, people get mad at just Buse. You know, that people think, you know, yeah. it's a vendetta. People think, you know, not that it is, but I'm just trying to say, like, it's all on him. You yeah, know, the yeah, committee yeah. makes it harder to argue because three people are coming to a majority decision or two out of the three of them, you know, and it's a group decision. It's hard to argue with a consensus group decision or something. That's just my yeah, – I also have yeah. a couple other reasons when it comes to keepers when we get to that that fair. I'll explain about why we should have a committee as well. Fair. No, I think it's fair. I mean, I mean like, maybe it could be something like like the committee can only like – like it's – only on certain things on either abuse calls for, for like a committee meeting or like if that was Nick in that situation, Nick could be like, like, like call the committee and see if I can fucking, right. you know, like, like only when it's needed. I just don't want it to be a thing where it's like everything runs through it. Right. I, mean, I, I don't think we agree. need to have that. I like, agree. And 90% of decisions can be made by just the commission. It, I understand. Exactly, exactly. I understand. But like those big ones and those things that, you know. Yeah. Like this would have been like a perfect thing. And then like the, the last thing I'll say about the committee is the only thing is that like. There has to be the committee, but then like if there's like like an issue that involves a member of the committee, there should there has to be like a sub. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like, I was like saying I was saying that we change the committee members every two years or something like that, or switch it up a little. Switch bit. it up a little bit. You know, Buse is always the constant member because he's the commish, but That's you know, fair. or something like that. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the committee thing will be something that we have to talk about. No. Like, well, like, like in the chat and with Buse and and, and kind of like, and, like get everyone's kind of feel. Yeah. And I think Buse has to set a standard that people need to be more locked in because I, myself included, I guess I have to, because I didn't know the rule myself, but himself included, because he didn't. Yeah, know it's the, everyone. It's everyone. So we all need to be more aware. And I, I, I'm the one that like fucking like like had all the like, like kind of brought the thing for the rules, and I didn't even catch it the first thing. Yeah. So you know, it's all twelve members in the league to varying degrees. Like, got to be a little more locked in. Yeah, you know? got to be a little more a little locked, locked in. in with that. Um, yeah. So that being said, we did we did put um, drain graphics back into the chat um, during our, our rule change period, and it did get voted through this year on like a seven to five vote. So, so next year it should be in effect, and hopefully we'll have a better understanding, and hopefully it will go smoothly. Yes, exactly. And and still, again, I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, but like no graphic training until after the season, so it's not something where you can like totally tank, load up on graphics if you know you're not going to make the playoffs. It's only something where if you have. Uh, keeper value, or you want to switch around your draft position? That's the only way you'll be able to trade trade draft picks. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think I don't think that's changed. Like I said, we need to talk about it more. We need to make sure everybody's locked in and everybody knows the exact rule yeah. of every single thing. Yeah, I that just needs to know. And and then once that happens, and whatever that happens, people cannot complain because you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, people can't. People can't be unaware of rules. It's a hundred percent on them now. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, like, like, if a rule goes through and like all twelve people like, like, knowingly put in a vote and like a majority gets voted in, doesn't matter if you don't agree with the rule. Everyone knew the rule and enough people voted it through. Um, yeah. With that being said, I do want to um, move into um, to rule changes. changes. Sorry about the rant. Hashtag. 
that really brought us all back into the into the spirit of the league. So 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 so, so we just had to that was a heated that was a heated time. That yeah, was a heated time. Yeah, the weasel at one point was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, league next I'm still year. I'm still on debation with it because oh my cat. Well, Shut let, the let me cat. let me talk about it because right. if we don't have a locked in league and Andrew gets screwed over again, like because of people's errors, let me just let me just state this: it is a partial my fault, okay? But other people's errors caused it to flip against me. Okay. A lot of things compounded together, yeah. and a lot of people and then people's at fault. errors were just the people's unknow- un- not having the knowledge about the league, so, and that's people not being locked in. I think that's that's the overarching point is, is that like I know the trade sucked and like for you, and you didn't like get to have the start that you wanted. But I think this just paints the, the bigger picture that like if if we want to like do these rule changes and we want to like personalize yes. the league, if yes. we, if we want to do that, that's what like, I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, if, if we want to move forward with the league and people are going to vote for IDP and vote for vote changes, they got to know the rules, and if they don't know the rules. Dude, what are we doing here? I feel you. I that's mean, what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to yeah. say, like, fuck the league. I'm out. I'm trying to say, I need a league that's locked in. And then, like, if you it's want not, better for the league, league that you love. Like, right. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Though. I got it. Because, like, this is the second time now. Like, I think Teddy was screwed over with that personally. I think that was just uh, an unjust way of what, how it went down. Yeah. I think it should have been a better way. And this is the second time it's now happened in two years. That's fair. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know? like, like, I don't think it's like, like an overarching, like, it's not like something that's threatening the league, but it's something that, that, that like, it's happened twice. So maybe we should just look at it. That's mm-hmm. all. And if it happens again, to the same person. I mean, how many times? You know. No, I feel you. And I think this is a good segue. And, and our probably our biggest rule change is we're doing the fab. We're doing the free agency budget this year. Love that. Love that. Too. I voted for knowing everything besides fab. <laughs> I love how you were salty on everything, but we're still like, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what's needed. Yeah, well, because I mean, like, I will say we did the rolling waivers last year, where it was that kind of situation. Where, like, if you had the number one um, waiver spot and you didn't use a waiver claim that week, you would keep your spot. Let this also be said that Fab did get voted through. Um, it was voted nine to twelve, nine to three. Nine so to it was seventy-five percent said yes. So I would Which wonder. I would love to know who said no. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're crazy. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will. I mean, like, like. Rest in peace to the rolling waiver. I will say that, like, I think we didn't give it um, its chance to see how it really could work. Um, like, I feel like people, like even me, like, I was just pretty much picking waivers up every week. Um, but then I wasn't really saving my spot. So if we had another year, we might have been able to, like, figure out a little more. That being said, though, I I wanted the Fab last year, too. Me, well, too. I, I, I just think it's... I was I pissed know. I didn't get voted through last year. Yeah, I, I just like I like the Fab more because, like, it takes a little more, a little more, first of all, skill. And you have to be a little more involved, which kind of contributes to that other point where it's, yeah. like, if you want to succeed, especially with this waiver system, which is so fucking important, you have to be dialed in and kind of have some strategy. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and then also the, the second piece is kind of that strategy piece where it's like I do think I it levels know. the playing field because yeah. not every single time. I mean, how many times do you see that your running back one goes down week one, week two, and you're unable to get the backup? A because it was undrafted and you're not at the top of the waiver wire. Yeah. Right. And he just goes. That's unfair. I think you should be able to drop as much as you want on your budget to get your first round pick, so you have that level yeah. so you because injuries are unlucky so you should be able to pick up the the backup if he's still there if somebody didn't already reach because some people could already think of uh, uh, advance uh, ahead of that and, gra- and draft the backup yeah and that's a good draft pick you can't get mad at that but if the backup's still there on, on the on the waiver i think they should have able to be free access and everybody should yeah. have the access to it yeah and then also i'm thinking another piece of it too is that like um finish is going to be pretty much all luck but i mean like if you have the ability to, to like um, have um, almost the ability to, to to curb that like injury bad luck with like getting yeah. the backup. I think it, it takes a little bit of the, a little bit more luck out of it because yeah. I mean like, like you're still going to be gambling on if that guy if the backup can produce as much as the as the starter. But I mean at, at least like you you have the chance to to, to to do that. You know, you have a little more control over your team, and and then also the strategy into it too, where it's, I was thinking like. 
depending on how the draft goes, is there like credence to like blowing a bunch of money at the beginning on on like it's true. Uh, I'm on a backup that I don't even have. Like let's say Dalvin Cook goes down, I'm not gonna have Dalvin Cook, but like maybe in the first week I want to spend fucking. 60 of my fucking $100 on Alexander Madison. You because, know what I mean? I mean, the past two years, David Cook hasn't completed the season. Yeah, yeah. So things like that. So it's like, like you, or you can save your money to the end and like you and really yeah, need yeah. it. So like, like right. there's, it just adds another like, another kind of aspect of strategy, which is like, that's that's all I want. Like honestly, like, I, do. I want like more strategy. I hate, and, like, competitiveness. I love, yeah, I love things that make it less luck and more about paying attention, more about the players that you're drafting. Yeah, for and, sure. And I think that helps. I mean, fantasy always will, always will have its side of luck, but you need – there is some port of skill to it, and I yeah, think this helps to it. Exactly, and, like, I just can't wait for fucking bidding wars on dudes, too. Yeah, and I know – And I know people are going to be salty, and people are just going to get on people's nerves. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. People aren't going to want people to get their back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, like, let's say, like – Jonathan Taylor goes down and Naeem Hines is on the waiver wire. Like, like I know motherfuckers are going to be, like, jacking the price up, A, so they can get him, but B, to, like, make me spend my money. You know, like, right. like put me in a position where, like, like either I have to spend, like, a majority and more than I want to on this backup, or I have to just let someone else have him. So, so it just, like, it adds another level of, like, competitiveness, too. But, but I like it because people can't get mad at that because last year you wouldn't even have the chance at the backup. Exactly. You need to understand that because last year the guy at the top of the list got him. So, exactly. like, you now have a chance regardless of the money that you spend. That's what I like. You have a chance at that backup now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about Fab. I'm, I'm excited, I'm, like, to see to see how it works Um, and, like, like – who kind of comes like? Let me ask you this: Like, who's going to use Fab like the most effectively this year? Do you think? Or I, are some people you think like are going to take advantage of it? Well, first of all, I think I mean I think Buse is going to do great at the Fab. He's always seemed to do good at waivers and picking people. He's up. never made a trade, which is insane. He's the only person in the league to ever make a trade. I think I made wild. one, and it was a ter- one of the worst trades ever. So, <laughs> Bobby Tanyan. Bobby Tanyan. Yeah. For for who? Again? Justin Jefferson. Oh right, yeah. sure. I mean that. <laughs> Everything changed. Honestly, look, like I felt, ma- I felt really bad because the year before that, I drafted Joshua Jefferson in the fourteenth and dropped him. But then, like, I, I picked feel him like, up off the waiver and then traded him for Bobby Tanyan. <laughs> Wait, no, that was the next year after that. You said I think it was oh, the I didn't draft yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I picked Matt, him off the waiver for the rookie and then Matt he, he was just on my bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or yeah, or something happened where, where, where like yeah, that was just terrible. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Well, we both got fucked by Jeffrey, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, all in all, with the Fab formula, we'll on to the next one. Very excited about it, and I think Proc is going to be another dude that's going to use it, like use it smart. Um, and and actually, no, on the other end, who is not going to use the Fab? Well, correctly. Well, correctly. first of all, I don't know how it's going to work, and I would I don't know what the time limit is about it. Like when when uh, when the free agency budget opens, or like when the free agency opens, right? Is it an hour of bidding? Is it two days of bidding? You know, like is it everybody just constantly looking at the bidding and then it changes to the next bidder? No, I think the way it works is that like um, on Wednesday mornings when waivers would have went through last year, that's when the bidding period ends. So, so, so I mean, you, like you can bid on a player. Um, was so my guess is probably at the start of the um of, of the games whenever they lock in. Well, like like if I'm trying to bet on a player that's playing on one on, on Sunday, yeah. I think like we'll have to check on this. Like like once they lock in, I can I can start bidding on that guy. We'll have to talk to Buse about that. Um, so I mean like from Sunday to Wednesday is the bidding period, and then when it goes through on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure that's when it ends, and that's when it just goes back to you can just pick up guys whenever you want. Right. Um, yeah, or, or like like if I dropped a guy. Um, and like he would be on waivers for a couple of days if you yeah. drop him, uh, that's when you can bid on a guy. Okay. So, 
stuff like that. So some clarity with the with that would be fantastic from the from Buse. Yeah, we'll I'll talk about it a little more. We'll mm-hmm. Talk about it a little more. I mean, I'll, I'll, like it'll be nice to have the sip and smoke to have like most of the guys there. But even if even yeah, with the other sip guys. And smoke. It's functioning. Mean, we'll so talk about that at the end. We'll save that for the end. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Second rule change that didn't happen. That was the second vote. Was uh, defense uh, or IDP? Keep the same. <sighs> keep the same defense as last year. Where you just grab a team, team defense, or do IDP? And this down. was, this was where I kind of begin my you know fuck you guys. Yeah. And fucking prick. Because I was a big IDP guy, but ever since the trade and me not thinking that we're ready for a big rule change, and he wanted to vote down every fucking thing. So Wait. I said no, and this got voted down because it went seven to five in favor of keep the defense same, and it would have been fifty percent. And does does it go through if it's fifty percent? I think it's a revote. Well, we, we had one that was fifty percent, and it didn't get revoted. Final mm-hmm. playoff spot never got revoted. Oh, so so maybe it's fifty percent. It doesn't go through. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I mean, uh, I guess the big question is like, if the trade, if that trade doesn't go down the way it does, do you vote for IDP? I do, 100%. I have zero saltiness towards the league, thinking that we're rev- But me, but that's the thing. I gain knowledge about the league. I gain knowledge and knowing about where we are. And it's not even saltiness. It's me taking a step back and saying, okay, this league needs to be more locked in. We can implement these rules this year. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah because you're salty. No. No, no. You know what? I, I, I mean, like, in a sense, one in rule a sense, at a time. God. I, I honestly, in a sense, like, maybe we can try to use this as, like, uh, all right, like, this rule change was whatever, so now we got to be fucking locked in. And then next season, like, we can, like, really, like, do rule changes that when people actually fucking know about Thank it. Thank so you. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not, it's not 100% saltiness. It's 100, it's, it's, it's a little saltiness, 100%. But I'm not going to lie. But it is also. It's not just 100% on a solid It's about me thinking that this league is better off not jumping to a bunch of rule changes, like eight or five different rule changes right into a new season. Why not do one or two? Fair. And then the next season we'll do one or two. And then when we get locked, when you get it locked in, when we get it locked down, that's just me. Yeah. That's just me now. That's well, why I voted the way I did with a little saltiness. No, it's fair. Well, <laughs> because I mean, like, we've talked about this before. Like I'm pretty sure on the pod now, I was, I was talking to Beast about this the other day. Like <laughs> my goal would be to get to the point where we don't really do any rule changes because the league's where we want it to be. You know, like, like th- th- this, like like couple years where we started to do rule changes, like, I don't want to just change our fucking rule every year. I want to get it to the point where it's like we like what we have. So then, like, if something has to be changed, we do one or two. But, like, these big things, like, if we like the fab, we'll just lock the fab in forever. If we can trade draft picks, we'll just do that forever. Like, like a lot of these things, like, once they go through and we like them, we don't have to ever talk about them again. That's fair. I'd have to 100% agree with that. Yeah. I think think that's everybody's view. Everyone wants to get to their ideal league, so it's the the most fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know some people, like, have voiced about, like, like not specific, like specifically said like like they want it to be a standard league. I think like some people don't like to change as much, which I think that's valid. But I think also like like if it gets to the point where like m- like most people in the league are into like customizing a little more, and then those couple people aren't like that, they're gonna have to ask themselves the question like, do they want to be in the league like yeah. like this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, true. You know, so which is t- I mean like I'm not saying anyone has to do that now, but like. If people don't like the like the, the way the league is going, but like I, I want to have people that are going to be like engaged and like like even if they don't totally agree with a rule, they can at least like see like okay, well like I got vo- it got voted through and this is how we're going to do it. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. So we'll see. But but, uh, but uh, so Fab is a big one that got voted down. Um, this one I can't believe was even a rule change. It it, had, it did not get a lot of votes for it at all. It was keeping a player more than once. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Eleven people said no. One person said yes. Who, did you say yes? No, I, I hate. Say, I didn't say yes either. This I think that's yeah. One, I don't know. I, don't well, like I mean, it. like, um, imagine that one year that Jefferson was kept in the fourteenth. Like, so you're saying you'd keep him again the next year in in the in like 
Like in the 14th round? No, I'm saying that I think that you'd get his ADP plus three. I, I would have to assume, but then in that case, that just seems... I don't know. I, I don't just know. don't like it. I, I just I don't like it. And like, I, I like teams to change over a, a little bit, like, unless you're going to draft the same guy again. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's true. It's true. I, I mean, like, it's funny because like, I actually hate when people use this argument, but, like, if you're starting to keep the, the same player every year, that's kind of dynasty-like. And, like, it's funny, like, like, we might be starting at, like, a separate dynasty league, like, outside of this league, but, like... I don't want this league to be a dynasty league. And, like, that's why I don't want to be right. – you have to keep, keep player more than once. Yeah. I think you, you can float around the idea of keeping multiple players but not the idea of keeping players for multiple years. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, even if you can keep, um, like, uh, a couple players from one year to another, unless you draft those players again, you're you're not going to get them the year after. Right. So, like, that's – like, a dynasty, like, you literally don't, like – Pretty much, like your whole team is kept. Yeah, and then you like get and there's rookies, rookies and yeah. fringe guys. So. And then you got to trade if you want to, you know. And it's exactly well, where this is just like a year to year kind of thing, and and, and like you, you can it, it allows you to look ahead a little bit, but not too much, you right. know. And that's why like that combined with not being able to trade graphics during the season, I think it keeps a fairness of like people are, are going to try to within the, the scope of one year try to win, you know, right. because there's not. Like as much yes. you can do to set yourself yeah. up. One hundred percent. Yes. So people, I, I mean, people in dynasty leagues would say no to trades because they would see the future. In this league, I mean, you're trading the thirty year old for twenty year old. If exactly. the thirty year old's popping off this year, because yeah. you know, because maybe it's, I mean, Cordero Patterson was a great example last year. Yeah. Guy's ancient, but he was he was the running back of an of a shitty offense that was producing. So people made trades for him. It's and then in the dynasty league, I would not. In a dynasty league, that dude's not being touched. He's probably not being drafted until like the fucking like fourteenth round. Right. Like, because there's no value in keeping like like a, or drafting a thirty year old back. Like, I'd rather have like an unproven like year two fucking running back than Cordero Patterson. Like, just because it's, like, a, it's dynasty a dynasty league. league. Yeah, and that's why we don't want to hear. Exactly, and th- and that's why like I don't like when when people say like oh keeping two keepers is like getting us closer to a dynasty. Yeah. Like, it's, I just don't think it is. Yeah. Um, but but what, what was the vote on keeping multiple keepers? I'm pretty sure that got voted down too. Keeping multiple keepers was was it was not even a thing. Um, no, we voted. It got voted down. Um, keeping multiple, keeping a player more than once. We didn't vote on it. Damn, do we really not vote on it? That fucking blows. Or, or no, we did the second vote on it. Multiple keepers. This was close. I said no. Seven five. <laughs> Fuck you. So, so, so like again, like was this a salty pick or do you really not want multiple keepers? Nah, it's just salty. I want. I, I would. Lo- I would have loved to do multiple keepers. <laughs> I fucking. I literally tried to tell you this too. Like, literally, like saltily voting for all this stuff. <laughs> but you know, maybe next year when you know people are more locked in, it's it's easier to vote through. <laughs> <laughs> fucking course, bro. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I I like the multiple keepers thing, but I did want to talk about it a little bit because like. I just feel like if we did multiple keepers, like I want to do it, but I don't want to do it just like you can just keep any dude. Like I feel like that like there should be some some kind of thing where like you can keep like a guy in rounds one through five, and then a guy in rounds five through ten. I like that a lot, actually. I don't think you should be able to keep like I had Cooper Cove and Joe Mixon, and you could have kept Etienne and Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, and some people don't even have keepers. Like, exactly, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because I mean, there still is that kind of aspect of like, oh, like I got Jamar in the six, so I keep him and a top five guy. So I mean, it's not like that whole thing is like, it's no, like but a that's that's cut. insane drafting strategy by you knowing who's going, and like you have to give some props and some credit and some advantage to the next year being able to draft those guys. And I think that that evens out what you're trying to do because in my case, keeping Joe Mixon and Cooper Cup, I think that's unfair. Yeah, right, because those are my second and third round guys. But I think being able to split it up, and if you were able to get a catch. I mean, Matt got Debo. I think yeah. Matt being able to get that value, he should be able to keep him. Yeah, exactly. And he should be able to keep one of the first round guys too because 
I mean, you're the only two that got those values. I mean, maybe Z with J.K. Dobbins. We'll talk about their everybody's keepers, but yeah, I'm saying, but I'm saying like there was three guys that really gonna take advantage of that rule, and they had the best drafts, like yeah. one of the best drafts. When and I mean Z, we even knew like he even waited and waited and waited, and then saw the injured guy and picked him up in the 15th round because he knew he wanted to keep him. No, he accidentally drafted him. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he, I thought he picked it up. But either way, like okay, fuck that. But <laughs> but if he did it on purpose, Z not being locked in. Yeah. Part two, bud. Part two. And then also, I mean, another way you could do is that, like, maybe instead of looking at draft position from the year before in terms of the stipulations, you could do um, in terms of ADP this year, you, you can only keep one guy that's, in, that's inside of the top two or three yeah. rounds. You yeah. know what I mean? Just so, like, like it's not, like, totally unfair if a guy gets two, like, really good keepers that it's, like, he starts the year off with an, un, an insane advantage. Especially when some guys don't even get one keeper. Yeah. Quality keeper, you know, that's way too much. And I get what you're saying. I yeah. like that. That evens it out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I also do get, though, that, that, like, even as this conversation here shows that, like, it has to be ironed out a bit. So, like, some people may be like, all right, it's too much to do. Maybe we just don't do it. So, like, uh, I'm not, like, hell-bent on, on getting, like, the multiple keepers one through. But, like, I think that we should do it, but we should just, like, try to, you know, tweak it a little bit, you know? Sure. This is actually one that I, I, I actually like the idea of, but it saw no positive you know, voting. I mean, 10 people said no, two people said yes. It's reduce, reduce bench spots. Obviously, I said no. That one was because I don't think we're ready for it because we're introducing fab and I want people to have their, you know, their bench spot all ready to go. Like, that's that's what I think. That one was not based off salt. I think if fab goes well and people are locked into it and it's like a competitive thing, I think we do reduce spots next year because I think that adds more of a competitive twist to it because you got to unload guys and it creates more people to get uh, more people to be on the fab, you know, true, you know, so I think that is a fun twist. And I think that should come back if people are locked into fab and it works out well. I think it's valid. I, I'm just like, I feel like the only reason I don't like it's literally just like in selfish ways, honestly, because like, I like, like, like hiding like rookies on my bench yeah. and filling my, filling my fucking bench with a bunch of like high upside guys. And then like, especially when you get the bye weeks and injuries, like, I don't know, it, it's just going to like, like force people to make like really tough decisions, which honestly like may may not even be a bad thing. It may may not even be. That's a bad what I'm trying thing. to say. Like it's just because uh, how many times do you have to sit there and you're like ah fuck it that guy because he's like whatever he hasn't really popped off. I want the tough decision. I want people to contemplate, you know, losing that guy because it's, it's some value. I love being able to everyone seeing oh my god that guy's on the waiver. You know, right, and, and I think right. that would happen a way more often if you, you reduce those spots and then and the, with the fab involved right, too. I right. mean. I don't know. It's it just I and it, it's tough. I see I the argument it. behind the bench spots, and I think you should come back. But like I said, we're not ready for it this year. One. Yeah. And I think if Fab goes great, I think we should definitely do it because I think it makes Fab even better. That's fair. And, then, and I think too that people really have to focus on even more is is bye weeks. Right. I mean, if you load up too many of your bye weeks, you, like you're literally gonna have to like drop all your bench guys just to fill a fucking lineup. And, like, I know, it, like, one bench spot may not feel like a lot, but it's fucking a lot. If you only have five, bro? Yeah, it's... Because we have seven right now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I would say... I think it's seven, right? Seven with the, with the, with the reserve injured spot. Oh, is it really? That's what I think it is. Oh, wait, so seven includes the injured spot oh, yeah. or seven? No, no, because the IR spot's an extra spot. Yeah. So six. you put a guy in the IR. I think it's I think it's six plus that seven total. That's Sorry. what I think. I'll pull it up. Let, yeah, me, say let it. me pull it up. Let me let me fact check it before the weasel just starts <laughs> weaseling his way through saying things. Yeah, well, because I mean, it, like, if it's seven bench spots plus the IR, it's just six bench spots because right. the IR spot is is off your bench. Like, if I put a guy in my IR now, I have an extra bench spot. Yeah, we have seven bench spots and then the IR, so eight total spots. Fair. So, so, so yeah. So it would I mean, probably drop to five because I would say if we were going to decrease it, we'd take away two. 
Well, but I mean, like the IR doesn't really count as a spot, though. So, so, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, because like the only way you can put a guy in the IR. So spot. two five. So it'd be a five, and then your IR spot. That's what I think. It would what's, what would stay. Wait. So wait. So we have seven. We have seven non IR spots. Right Correct. Now, or six. Seven. So we so we go down to six. And then you have. I think you should go down to five if you're. You want to have two bench spots. You don't. You're not dropping two technically. I mean, yes, but like you still have your IR, and that's five spots. I mean, right now well, on that's my, only if guys hurt though. I mean, right now on my bench, I have Tyler Board, who I would keep, and then I have Ravens defense on my bench, who I wouldn't keep there anymore because that's no longer available. And then I have fucking this ass like I have Tua. Like I don't need him on my bench, but he's just there just in, like because I just had him over. Like we you fill like at least one to two spots with just fucking either a second defense. Most people. But, you know? but this is on weeks without buys, though. Like, like the, the bye week thing is like really important to this entire situation. It's true because, like, if like if I have Jonathan Taylor and Jamar and my second running back on a buy, I'm gonna have to. If I don't have players behind him to, to to put in there, maybe I have to fucking drop like 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 a solid player for my bench. I well, don't which, think so. I don't think you run into that problem as much as you think. I think it makes tough decisions. Like you got to drop like a guy that you think might pipe off versus the guy that like kind of produces, like gets like 10 points. And I think that's tough, but I don't think it's ever going to be like, like I have Tyler Boyd. And I think that's my best wide receiver on my bench right now, right from last year. And I don't see any reason why I would drop him, even if like push came to shove and I needed to like do that. I'm just telling you the, the, the I think the, the, the most important thing to this is like when you're drafting, you have to look at yeah. the, the 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 bye weeks of not just your your studs so they're not all out at once, but also make sure your studs are on the same buys and make sure their backups are on the same buys too. It's like, like at the end of the day, it does make people dial in more. I, honestly, like, I really don't have a great argument against. It. I don't. I that's not selfish. It's, yeah. it, like the only argument I have is that I just don't want it because it's going to make it. Right. I mean, so that, maybe, maybe that means it just should go through. Right. I don't know. I, don't know. I was saying it was interesting and I like the idea of it still, so I think it should be brought up again. The next trade, or. Not the next trade. Um, next the, rule. The next rule was trading draft picks, and that got through. That went right, barely went through. Seven five. I'm pretty sure Teddy. Um, uh, Teddy was voted um, the other way, so it was six six. But then he had um, watched like a, a, a video or something that that Buse put in the chat about the trading draft picks, and he changed his mind. Yes. So it was literally like a last second like vote change, which I, I want the trading draft picks. And that will happen I next year. Yeah. I mean, actually, it happened for three days this year. Apparently, you <laughs> said like like way to communicate that, but like like for three days, <laughs> everybody was eligible to trade draft picks. I don't know if anybody listening knew that, but I didn't know that at all. So like you had we had like a three day window between rule changes and it being like locked in where you could you could uh, when we said yes to that, yeah, and when keepers were finalized. That you had that you had that time period to make trades. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Um, so after we locked in rule changes, I thought the draft pick trading was locked in for next year, not this year. No, the trading draft picks only, not trading your keepers, was eligible to go through because it was said yes. Because every single one of these rules that we said yes to was implemented this year. Fab's happening this year. So this happened this year. It's just trading draft picks, not keepers. Mm. So if somebody wanted to say, hey, I'll give you my seventh and eighth, give me your third. You could still do that. You could still do that, but no longer. It's it's been ended because that's we ended it when draft picks were or when keepers were finalized. That was the end of that time that you could trade. But for a three day period, everyone was able to trade. Wait, was this in the chat? No, Buse was telling me yesterday at the fire. <laughs> God. But like, I mean, I wouldn't have trade anyway because like, what can you really trade? Somebody's somebody's always gonna lose. Somebody's always gonna lose anyway. So yeah, you would just have to identify someone with like. Like, if you wanted to trade up just someone with, like, like draft order, it would have been, I don't know, not super. It not probably would have taken me a day just to think of something that would be able to make sense. But either way, maybe we needed more information to make it better for next year. And you know what? 
it's happening next year for sure, and it was implemented this year, and nothing happened with it. So yeah, no, 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 no. that that went through. The next one is um, pushing the trade the trade deadline back, and that was 100. percent Yeah, that's a hard no, kid. So we're just gonna we're not gonna talk about. Yeah, that. I didn't know. That the that. final playoff spot was the 50-50. These were interesting. This final I, playoff spot in second. I saw it on a TikTok, and I immediately put it in because I I kind of fucked with it and just tossed it out there. And it was um the final playoff spot. Go. This actually was not mine, but this was what Jake mentioned as soon as I put mine in, and Jake said. Um, final spot goes to the team with the most points, six out of twelve. Oh no, that's the one I did put in. I'm sorry. That's the one you put in, yeah. and then, then, then the other one, which kind of goes hand in hand, is mm-hmm. the um, the second seed, the 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 second one that gets to get the buy in the playoffs would go to the playoff team with the most points for, um, and second if, it, if the number one was the most points for, right? Which I like. What was your take on both of these? I'm kind of not sure. I mean, I think that one. I think I like the six through twelve one because I think that the person in tenth place. Sometimes, or the person in ninth place could sometimes make a make a a, a punch for that sixth spot because fuck that record. Because if you're six and seven, I mean, Buse is a great example. Not that I know that if Buse had the most points for, but he made the playoffs with a losing record. Okay, sure. someone that was below him, two spots below, that had the same record as him, but or maybe just five and five and eight, right? One left over, but had like two hundred more points for. I think that person should have been able to make it in over Buse because I think that comes down to him getting fucked over with the points against or. Or something happened. His team obviously produces more. The team that has the most points for is the best team, not the team with the best record. Yeah. So yeah. I think that being said, that that person should get that last spot because he had the best team out of the last six spots, not the person that had the best record right there. Because if he, they weren't even in the top six, they're in the bottom six. So obviously it had to come down to. That's just my. That was just my opinion about, about the whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth. I, I think I think the one I want more, which I think is a change from the answer I gave last time, is I think I'd rather have the second seed one um, because I don't know. I'm I, I like yeah. As of right now, our first and second seed team with the best record gets the first round by. The new rule change is that the person with the most points four in the top six gets the first round by, along with the person with the best. Record. Wait, wait, did that go through? The, I I'll look. Hold on. I don't think I think both got voted down. Both did get voted down. Yeah, so, so I mean, um, the one I would have wanted, I think, more is actually, like, I think I said the playoff spot last time, but I think I almost want the, the, the just the buy spot this time. Because, I don't know, like, making the playoffs cut, like should come out of winning and losing. But then once you're in and you have the, mo- and you have the most points for, then maybe you should get rewarded. I don't know. I, 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 we were, I think everybody is in agreement that the person that scores the most points in the year that regular season had the best team that year. They produced the most points. Their I've team been pushing was, that forever. Right? And I think that's an agreement. So I think that person should be rewarded in some way. I don't yeah. know how that person is rewarded. But that in that way, they get rewarded in whatever. That's some way to do it is by giving them the first round bye. Cause yeah. I, I, th- I, think I, w- I think if I could do it again, I would vote for the, the, um, the, the bye spot. Um, and I, and if it goes back in, I'm actually going to ask for it to be put back in next year because I think I kind of want it. Because yeah. I don't know, I'm like last year is I wanted to give the fucking like like something out for like a trophy or something for the fucking most points most points and I got shat on first of all <laughs> so he got to fuck off but I think honestly this is a way I didn't even think of which I like more which is like I just feel like like you said like if you score the most points um like in a season like you I think you had the best team, team because yeah. like your record comes down to your points for against another team's points against right. which you can't control. control. So I mean, like over the course of the year, you set the best best lineup. You had the most points for, and you should be rewarded for it. And yeah. and and if the number one seed has the most points for, then they the will get rewarded already. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then I think in that case, the person with the second most points for gets the buy. Yeah, you know. So I think the both buys. Um, one was for the person who had the best record, and the other one is for someone who had um at least the first or at least the second, maybe the first uh, most points for. So. Fuck, I want that for this year now. Damn, I wish I fucking... 
It's all right. So, you didn't vote yes? No, I voted no. I voted no. Uh, I, and honestly, I, I thought about it too because I actually was more apt to vote for the last place spot, yes. But now that I'm thinking about it more, see, I've gone back and forth, but I think I'm like locked in for next year. Like, I want the second the, the, the second buy to go with the person with the most points for. So final finalizing all rule changes because Buse sent in like the rule changes list for 2022. Our buy-in stayed the same at 50. Free agency fab got pushed through and it's $100 for our budget. There is uh, team defense, no IDP, no keepers, nobody keeping players more than once. Bench spots will be the same. There will be trading of draft picks. Um, the trade line is the same. And as we just said, all playoff spots will be exactly the same as last year. What's your – if you could pick two rules for, for not this season but for next season to, to 100% go through, what would they be? I want the reduced bench spots. As of right now, if Fab goes through, I like that. And I like – I want that second seed. I, want, I, I, want, I think you just convinced me to. I think maybe fuck the bottom seed because I think Teddy tried to explaining that to me as well. If you make the playoffs, you should have the best record. That's how it is in every fucking sport. But I think that – Once you get in, a yeah, little more of a reward. A little more reward. I, I think um, that would be my one of them for sure, and then I want IDP bad as the second one. I want right. IDP. I right. just uh, – like I'm, I, I've been pushing it for years, and I, I think it's going through. I'm telling you, I think he gets through. Next year? And every time some bullshit with defense happens this year, I'm pushing the agenda, bro. I, I'm, I'm absolutely um, putting out propaganda for IDP, no doubt, so, um, selflessly. Sure. So let's go right into the next part of it. Wow, we've already gone through 45 minutes. Time flies, man. Time We're flies. back. Yeah, time flies. Uh, let's go right into the keepers, and we'll start with the worst one and build our way up to the best one. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we'll give the um, who's keeping um, what player and then what round that, that they'll be losing it's for a, that draft. And the worst player that we thought <coughs> it was. <coughs> oh, God. Here we go. COVID's here. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> but so the worst one that we thought was was, I, with, was Mike with Dalton Schultz in the ninth. Um, his ADP is going roughly around there. I mean, 10, 11, 12, like past it. I mean, yeah, he didn't have anything else. And I love Dalton Scholes. I think he's going to be the top five tight end this year. So I see the reason why he did it, but based off IDP and based off his position, it's the worst one. Yeah. It's the worst one. I'm, I'm, I'm just not super interested because I mean, um, and it also sucks too, because, um, I'm pretty sure abuse went off ESPN's ADP. And, like, theirs is higher for him. I, I think because he got him in the ninth, his ADP would have been fucking um, the this, this sixth round. But then, in, like, if you go through on, like, NFL or, like, this Ab Sleeper, like, he's, like, a 10th or 11th, 10th or 11th round tight end. end. Right. So it's, like, I know Mike's, Mike had really, honestly, no options. So um, I, what I will say is that, like, like it's uh, and he's not, not just and we don't, fault. Yeah, we don't even know he's going to be tight end five. I just think he is. I mean, he might even be not even – there's a lot of other tight ends that are just as good that could just pop off just as easily as he could. Yeah, and, I mean, in Dallas, they lost Amari Cooper. Um, obviously, the, the, the back situation is not great. So, so, I mean, maybe he, maybe he does still produce. Right. But it's just tough, like, keeping, like – Keeping a tight end that's not going to be an, an elite tight end, even if you're only losing a ninth round pick. So I mean, it's only a ninth. It's not like he's going to change it too, too much. He's not going to have to worry about tight ends. That being said, though, I just probably just think it's the worst one out there, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, for the same reasons why we don't like Mike's is the next worst keeper with Nick's with Jalen Hurts. I, but I understand it again. He's a mobile quarterback that could pop off and be a third round quarterback if he produces like he could. Yeah, yeah. Like if he's a Lamar. Or if he's like a Patrick Mahomes and can get 20, not 20, 10 points a game on his feet, you know, he's going to get 25 points a game. And that in the seventh round is a great keeper. But I mean, it's his it's it's second year. It is the Eagles. You know, I think they'll win their division, but I don't think they're going to go 11 and five. You know, I think they're, they're going to be on the cusp of 500, but they're going to win their division. 
I, I mean, it's not it's not a terrible keeper, but it's it's the eleventh worst one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Nick's team from last year, and I mean, the only other option would have been I don't know when Tony Pollard got drafted last year. Honestly, it, it probably would have been better if he actually did get drafted because his ADP is a little higher this year. But I mean, if I was Nick, I probably would have like went went with just probably went with Tony Pollard um, because I feel like. Um, he's going to step in for Zeke and, and, and maybe do some stuff this year. I and do also, think that Tony Pollard will be the starter by week nine. Yeah, I, I could see it. And, and then like with Hurts, like we just said, like the ADP, like he could go around seven, but he could even go maybe a little bit later. So mm-hmm. it's just you're not like the whole thing with keepers is that like it, like you're supposed to be getting value out of it, Absolutely. you know, which is why we're about to talk about our next keeper. These which, next three probably should look up the league more than anything. And and we'll also go into the reason why I believe that we should have a committee or something different when it comes to introducing keepers for next year. Buse was our 10th worst one with CMC. He is the fifth pick. Yeah, so he's losing. I mean, losing his fifth pick, he's getting CMC right there. Right there. He is, I mean, I mean, think about this. We've talked to Bodie. No one knows who anybody's really going to draft. Bodie's the third pick. I'm the second. Merce the first. Especially right? this year. It's very thin at the top. Yeah. Like Even without keepers, they would have been thin and now almost have the first yeah. round picks. He, he already said it from the start. He's going Jonathan Taylor. So let's just move right to my pick in the second, right? I w- was saying that I was going to do Christian McCaffrey, right, all year, okay? Let's say I didn't. Bodie was going to do Austin Eckler all year. He's already been saying that was going to be his third pick. Right there, if I didn't pick... CMC in the second, he's already dropping to the fourth round. And maybe could have even fell to abuse if that fourth pick, who's Z, didn't like him. Because there's still Dalvin out there. There's still Alvin Kamara out there. I mean, there's a bunch of running backs that, I mean, CMC is prone to entry. He still could have gotten him. I mean, it still could have happened. At the I under- five, he may have fallen. The, so the average draft position to what he's getting at the five, I see zero value gained. I mean, he is getting CMC who could average 30 points a game every game. If he's healthy, that could be a thing. But when you're talking about a keeper in a vacuum, he's getting no value. It's the same thing as we argued with Cup last year. Or not Cup, um, Chubb. Yeah, yeah. You're like, Mike had him in the first round. Like, could have drafted lost. him there in yeah. that same round and lost the other keepers that he could have had. Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, my question is, like, why do you think, like, like, well, what does the committee have to do with this? Because like, oh, I don't yeah. think it's – I don't think – I think there's better keepers, but I don't think there's anything, like, wrong. So a great example – is this okay? Is I, I think I had to go through and get to mine first, so we can see that we're losing a bunch of running backs, and we can see how that is added value or added knowledge to the commissioner. Okay, so Buse was the tenth worst one. Let's go over to the ninth. Was Brandon with Derrick Henry? Brandon or Derrick Henry? What draft pick was Brandon? Brandon, I think is the tenth. Tenth pick. So this isn't that bad. He's getting Derrick Henry with the tenth pick. Yeah, he is like a top three back. So I do see the reason why he did this, but it makes the running back slimmer. Okay. So, Brandon, did he put that in the chat or did he text Buse? Um, I don't think he put it in the chat. So, that's a great example. So, Buse knew that another running back was being kept, right? So, he had to make his decision and he knew that Derrick Henry was going. So, he's like, oh, fuck. So, now Derrick Henry's going. So, there's one less running back that I thought maybe I had a chance to get at the fifth pick. And then we go to the eighth worst keeper, which is Najee with Proc. Yep. Right? So, now he's the 11th pick. Uh, Proc is the 11th pick. So he's the 11th pick. So there's another running back that's off the board. And then goes my pick with the 7th works. And I was on the fence. And this is why I wanted to think about it. And so now Buse knows. Buse knows every single keeper besides mine. So this is what was happening last night. He knew everybody's keeper besides mine. And I didn't know his. Yeah. Right? But so he had the value and, and the knowledge of everybody texting in the chat and him texting him personally. And he knew that every single running back was being taken. And then he looked in the mirror and said, you know what? 
I need the, I need the star running back and I need it to be locked in. So he had all the knowledge. He had all the knowledge and then he, that's why he chose CMC. And then I had that knowledge and this is what I'm saying here and this is why I think it should be changed. I had the knowledge and then I switched my keeper who I was going to be cup and I changed it to Joe Mixon because I realized that everybody's now keeping running backs and I had to keep a running back. That's just what I thought to myself. Now, if the knowledge wasn't there to me, right, and everybody had to send their draft or uh, their keepers at the same exact time, I'm keeping cut. That's fair. And, and that, that, and that is my argument, is that if Buse could have done this every single year, you know, and I'm not saying that it's an advantage. It's just he's the commissioner. He, get, he gets the information. But that is an advantage to the commissioner, and either I think that advantage should be pushed to the committee. So – it's not really an advantage so because three people would know him all the time and three people could put it in the chat or whatever. Or Buse needs to be the first one that puts his keeper in or something or something like that because he can't be responsible for having all the information every single year and then saying, OK, these are the 11th keepers. Let me add my 12th in now that I know 11th. That's unfair to the rest of the league, especially you who sent Jamar in the very first person. And you have even told me that you've thought about, you know what, maybe I should have changed it now that only running backs are being kept. As it got closer, I would have thought about it. I'm, so I'm, I, have two, I have two separate remedies to this. So I think that, that this solves this problem. The first one is um, – Everyone just has to put their their keepers in the chat. Like everyone has to put everyone has to put their keepers in the chat. So 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 um, Buse is finding out when the keepers are coming in at the same exact time as us. Because if they're just texted to him, that's when he can kind of use that information. So so there's that way where it's like everyone finds out at the same time. So I mean, their strategy to like even if, even if I knew I was keeping Jamar, I could have if I wanted to waited. I would have known who everyone was keeping, or maybe no one does it at all. Or the, that's what I'm saying. What happens if everyone's aware? That I'm saying it. And doesn't say anything in the chat. Buse has sent your keepers in. Buse still waits. Yeah. And waits for everybody and then sends his in the 12th. That's why I was thinking like 11.52 or whatever day you say that at that time, that's when you need to send your keeper in. If you don't, you've – I mean, what's what's the penalty? Yeah. You know? Or there, is there a way to lock it down in the app and it gets exposed on the app on a certain day? For sure. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Something like that where it's like everyone – like everyone – like you can lock your keeper in whenever you want, but it's not revealed to anybody at all. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, like we could maybe have some sort of like third party, like like, right. like someone have like keep like a Google spreadsheet um, that we only tell that person, someone that's not in the league at all, and that we're, we like we can trust to fucking not tell anybody, and then it gets revealed at right. what fucking whatever time. When because be. I do think that I I have to say I mean one hundred percent the knowledge of people's keepers changed my keeper, yeah. and I have to say the same. I I I don't know what Buse's mind is, but I have to say that some of that reason was the reason why he chose CMC because I think he had other keepers that were pretty decent. That he actually gained value on. I mean, he had Justin Herbert in the seventh. I think that's two to three rounds better than where he's going to draft. I think he's going to draft fifth round this year. He had Gabe Davis plus three ADP, which I was interested in. Trey Lance in the twelfth, which I mean, I don't know. I think there's value there. There, I mean, there's a lot of guys that he could have went with that we could have saw better value, and I think that would have propelled him better on the list than he is at tenth worst. Yeah, well, but I mean, I'm also too. At the end of the day, he could have kept CMC, and he did. Anyway, you can't get mad at it. So that's the thing where, where, like, like don't get me wrong, like, like this isn't an indictment on abuse at all. Well, and 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 also like like he did, you know, like he. He may have kept C- he mentioned keeping CMC even before right. any of this happened, but I but I I get what you're saying. Where like I think there's a different way for us to put in keepers for sure. I agree, I agree. So yeah, I, I think that's something to, to be talked about, honestly. But um, right down the list, we have number six, so right in the middle, Teddy with uh, Swift in the, in the in the ninth round, third pick. No, third. He's the ninth pick, third round. Swift. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, which which I like because I mean I think Swift's going going round one. Um, they did say that they're going to think about splitting touches with Swift and um, is it Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams is there, and then like he, 
and he produces like so Swift catches the ball really well, and, and like in a PPR, he's gonna be really valuable. But look, but like Jamal Williams was a solid runner, and like. I don't know. I'm not super sold that it's like 100% Swift right now. I mean, I think he's the, he's the lead back. He's, he's he's the guy that's looked at as the stud. But I think there's room for a little room for mobility. That being said, though, I I love the value there. I do. I do like Jake's keeper next. We have him at fifth. Maybe it could be higher debated who you are. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that it's a good keeper. James Conner, he's the eighth pick, and right? And he gets him in the eighth round? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, so he's getting James Conner with, with, um, with an eighth round pick. And, um, I mean, just with how running backs are, um, like, there's so, like, little amounts of guys that you can feel really comfortable getting a bunch of touches. Um, it's just nice to get a guy like that in the eighth round. Um, and yeah. especially, like, Chase Edmonds isn't in Arizona anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I know Kyler, like, runs a bit, but, I mean, like, James Conner's going to be their, their goal line thread. He's going to get a bunch of the touches. Is, like, yeah, I mean, then, the reason why he wasn't the top five guy last year was because he wasn't uh, he wasn't a big touches guy. He's just a goal line guy. And now being able to get, you know, more touches in the middle of the field, no, I'm interested. In eighth that. round, that's huge. I like that keeper a lot. Yeah, and it's like if he doesn't play well, who the fuck cares? It's an eighth round pick. You still have all, all your 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 first five six picks to 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 draft like quality guys. Mm-hmm. So if like if that. if Leonard Fournette, who Bodie's keeping in the seventh round with the fourth pick, didn't do such as good good a year as he did last year, I would have put James Conner ahead of him. But yeah. Lenny had a great year. And he had I, some big weeks. He, he, he had a couple um, a couple weeks around like thirty five points. You know, yeah, R, I mean RB one caliber. I mean. I mean, Tom Brady's getting older, and Lenny's catching more balls. Ronald Jones isn't there anymore. They do have a rookie there. Um, Rashad White, who I'm looking at. Yeah, who might be decent. I've also been looking at him. But, you know, Lenny's obviously the RB1, and he he showed numbers last year, so we got to put it at the fourth best keeper in the seventh round. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and then, I mean, especially with um – uh, you know, Gronk's retired and Godwin's is still He's hurt. going second round right now. So, yeah. I mean, that's you. I mean, exactly. So he's an RB2. You're in the seventh round. I mean, he's able to get another RB2 now. I mean, it's it just like you, you, the, the chance of you getting, at, at least for like, like after the draft, in terms of your perspective, um, like getting a, like a starting running back in the seventh, eighth round. It just doesn't happen. So, like, like having that value there is just like, I don't know, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. It's huge. It's huge. Um, a little dark horse here after, after having a terrible year. Talks about being a, uh, a doorman quite often, actually. We got Z with the third best keeper, J.K. Dobbins in the 15th. Which, fun fact, he accidentally drafted him, and I think it was Jake that had told him, yeah, he's out for the year, but you can keep him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll just keep him. Yeah. So, but Because if J.K. Dobbins was dropped, I would have picked him up um, in a second. Yeah. 15th round. I mean. And Z is the third pick. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and the fifteenth round is where I'd be picking my keep uh, my kicker. Yeah, like, it just uh, like, that's huge, huge value. I mean, if he if he produces as well as you say he could, I mean, potential RB one. I mean, definite RB two. Yeah, or even if you flex him, or even if you can start him in a fucking bye week or in a pinch, that's fine. Because he's a fifteenth round pick. You know, so I mean, just huge that, value. I mean, definitely better than dormant material last year. You're looking up, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, I'm, I would love for Z to get that punishment again and see him in a. You know how uniform, Nick, you know how Nick is your guy that you would want to win the league. I think Z is my. Guy, uh, I'm, I'm, I've transitioned over to Brandon. Um, oh, from, really? From, from Nick. Sorry, I, would Nick. Love, yeah. I want to see Brandon win the league because, because we, we, he got some flack in the beginning. Yeah. We shit at him a bit, and um, and he brought it up. He was like, you know what? I've been I've been formidable over the last. Couple I think years. he's made playoffs you know twice. I, I think he's made playoffs the last couple of years. He's, like he's, three years. There's I three think. years, and we've been in the league for four years, right? I think he's been in the playoffs for almost three out of four, four years. years. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think he might have. And like, like yeah. at I'm least two, for at least two, at least fifty percent, which is a good number. I would love to make the playoffs fifty percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, he had a smart keeper. He has Derrick Henry at, at the tenth pick in the first, right. and he's going to turn around and pick again. Like, like if I could see someone win the league, that that, that wasn't me. It's Brandon. Right. I'm I, I consider myself to have the the best running back stack, but actually, Brandon could actually beat that. 
He could, yeah, because he, he has the tenth pick with Derrick Henry. He can get a, like he could get Saquon on that turn. Javante. Yeah, he's gonna have a look at, at yeah. a starting. I mean, um, like that being said, though, I want to talk about the draft quick. Like, I know we talked about it. We, you and I have said that running backs are like really key. But like, like, do you think everyone's gonna like? Follow that? Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just rip through the last two keepers because our last thing is the draft. Yeah, 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 So we got my snake here, and with the second best keeper in Jamar in the six. Talk about that. Talk about that. Jamar, uh, he's had my heart. Um, I, I I thought about during the year last year, Javante. Um, and the, I thought it was the third, but ended up being the fourth when I looked back at the draft. Um, young guy, rookie, and yeah, maybe I'll keep him. Jamar Chase put up sixty points in the championship. Was he, the reason why he won? Well, he won me the chip. Um, he's going into his second year. Um, so I know I am horrified of sophomore slumps. I will say that <laughs> sophomore slumps, like I think they're so real. So I am scared. That being said, though, um, he has said that he wanted to go for the record, so two thousand yards. Yeah, lock me in, Jamar. I want you to go for the yeah, record. Yeah, that's that's some that's some big talk for a for a second year guy. No one really says that. So maybe yeah, we love it. And and you know what? I mean, he's going in the first round. Well, like like at end of the first round, he's being projected as a top three four receiver. Let me say one more thing. The only thing the Bengals have been doing in the offseason is revamping their O line, bro. Giving Which is, him, that was the big problem. Giving him Joe Burrow better, a little more time. And if that's happening, does that make Jamar be- better? I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gives Burrow more protection. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it allowed him to run the ball a little bit more. And then if you have, like, your running attack and passing attack and balance each other out a bit. That was another reason why I decided to go with Mixon, not just because of the running backs. Because, you know, the Bengals are a better team, better offensive line. That was the reason why. I mean, he got he was the fifth-best running back with a pretty good amount of yards with a terrible, terrible O-line. Yeah, so I You think, have I to put perspective saying. into that as well. I mean, there's definitely some upside. And yeah. Cup was only going to go down, even though I'm upset. I love having Cup on my team. I know, yeah, and and, and also <laughs> with Jamar too. I mean, like it, like every year, I, like I'm I famously draft like all pretty much all running backs in the beginning and a bunch of rookies. And now this just gives me a little more insurance to do so because even if I draft four running backs in a row, I'm still sitting there with Jamar with a definite one, so. definite wide receiver one. Yeah, and then best keeper, the man who just seems to be trying his best still, coming back from the shadows again. At least he's trying. Yeah, Matt Higgins. Debo, eighth round. That's, I mean, what pick was he? He he's a late pick. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he's he, the twelfth. I think he's the last. Yeah, one. he's the twelfth. Twelfth pick. pick, eighth round is a fucking. That's that's fantastic. I mean, he's going for late first round. Debo is. I mean, some people could even reach. Right, I'm saying yeah, to get him first round. Definitely could go early second round. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have the option to to either like he, I, I could see him going like like zero RB strategy and going two stud receivers. Like, like he could go another receiver. He could go two good backs and have Debo as his one. Like he's, he's gonna have a, he's, he's gonna have a good team. He's him myself and and I think maybe maybe Brandon. I think are set up for a pretty good draft based off the keepers. Um, I mean, the like I think I could seg seg. seg Segway us, segway us into the next. Here we go. Segment. Here we go. Here we go. I'm here sorry go. about that. It pushes us right into the next segment of the draft and how <laughs> record. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, there is a lot of problems with running backs this year and how people are going to draft. I mean, me and the snake have done some mocks with the keepers that we had a couple days ago. Not everyone was locked in. We had like nine out of twelve that we could put through. Yeah. And the running backs that fall to us, even with people not even focused on running backs, are very slim. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention any of my picks because I don't want anyone to take yeah. them. But, like, th- there's guys that I want that, like, like, like in a regular draft with no keepers, I would get. But because almost the entire first round is pretty much done and there's such a lack of running backs, I'm not going to get the guys that I want. I so, yeah, I mean, that's what you were talking about. What you were about to ask me is people with drafting running backs. 
everybody sees that it's slim. Everybody, everybody sees that they're the best thing to have. Everybody knows that. Although you could obviously go for a wide receiver that you know is going to produce. That's not a bad decision, obviously. Yeah. But we all can sit here and say, who is it better to have? Two solid wide receivers or two solid running backs? And no one can, de- can debate that the two running backs are always better to have. It's got to be spot. back. There's just like the amount of them that can produce week to week like consistently is so, it's so much smaller. It's slim. So with that being said, I mean, you already have – you're going to, I mean, with four of them being kept in the first round, I mean, Mixon's going in the second, but I'm keeping him. So there's four backs. I mean, yeah. Swift would have went maybe late first round too. So five backs that were going to be going in the first round are no longer going first round. So that means all those spots are going to be filled up besides the three that are kept first round are going to be filled up with different running backs. I mean, Saquon, who was going mid second round might be Matt's first running back. Yeah, exactly. And then even when you count like some of the receivers like Debo and Jamar now at the board too, they're just less talent overall. I'm just sitting there. So I mean, like I feel like guys, if they were smart, would go running back, you know. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm just pointing. But I'm gonna, let's did. just let's just run through the draft real quick, right? I mean, at what point do you think Cup goes? And like, does Dalvin Cook or Cup? I mean, th- let's say that a sixth pick. I think that's who we'll fall to. Will be Dalvin Cook or Cup? Uh, well, I mean, honestly. Who are you picking? But but I mean, he might even go earlier because I mean, looking at looking at the mock, like I'm gonna go Taylor. Um, I'm gonna say Eckler probably goes yep. to you, yep. right? Um, and I mean, at three, I mean, your options there are Justin Jefferson, Cup are your best options, and then Dalvin. So I, I think Cup goes top five. I, th- I think I really do think he goes top five because it's just such a crazy drop off. Yeah. Because I mean, like at the top, like Taylor, you have like um, who I'm pick- taking. Um, I mean, McCaffrey's capped. Najee's capped, Derrick Henry's capped, Eckler will be gone, Najee's capped, and then it drops to Dalvin, Mixon's capped, mm-hmm. so it's Dalvin, Chubb, Aaron Jones, Kamara, Javante Williams, you know, I and think like, you're going to pick a receiver there. And like, yeah, those guys that have those picks, like Jake's in the mix there, that would have to choose, like, yeah, he has a keeper in in, in James Conner, but does he want that guy to be his what, running back one? Is that who he wants? I mean, yeah, he'd be good, but who is his running back two? Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm, like if, if I'm Jake, I'm almost definitely. I'm, I think I'm gonna still take a running back. back though, yeah, you know? but like if if Cooper Cup and Jeff and Jeff, Justin Jefferson are there, how can you not pick them? And, and this is thing what, too. this is the thing is either Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson are going to the twelfth pick, and Matt's gonna have that option of both of them, or people are gonna draft the way that the app says, and they're gonna draft the wide receiver with the fourth pick or the fifth pick. But based off of how we would draft, we weasel in the snake. No, regardless of my first six picks or probably my first eight picks. If I was one of the eight first draft picks, I'm picking a running back. Yeah. I don't care who's I don't care what receiver's there. I don't care if it's Cooper Cup who had a record breaking season. Yeah. I'm that. I'm not picking him. I gotta pick Dalvin Cook or I gotta pick Alvin Kamara to get the running back that's solid in what you need. Yeah, that's fair. So that being said, like if everybody was to stick to that strategy, every single person in the first round, there is no running backs left. Well so, so well, let's just try to mock up a first round. So I go Taylor, you go Eckler, who do we say Bodie goes? He's I mean if he was going Dalvin. Eckler I, if he was going to go Eckler with running back first anyway, he has to continue with that method and thinking that he's going to do running back. I, I think Bodie goes running back first. All right, so, so well, let's yeah, There's no way Bodie – I mean, he does have Lenny, so he could do like two and running backs because he can pay it up. But he's the third round, second second pick, third round. Like, I mean, I, uh, you know, let's just say he picks Dalvin. So Taylor, Eckler, Dalvin, Dalvin. we got Z next. I think Z goes receiver. I think Z goes receiver. He does have JK, but – I think he goes receiver. I don't know. I just feel like he goes he receiver. He goes Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. Cup. So I think Cup's he goes gone. Cup. Buse is keeping CMC. Six On to Jake. He has Alvin Kamara available. He's got Justin Jefferson available. He's got Nick, Aaron Nick, Jones, Nick Chubb. Chubb. 
Let's say, let's say he goes back. I, 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 think, I think Jake picks him. I back. think he goes back too. Well, let's say he goes Chubb. He goes Chubb. I don't there. think he loses Chubb. All right. So who who does he pick? I think he picks Alvin Kamara. So then Mike gets Chubb again. Yeah, I think so. All right, all right. Kamara Chubb. So now we got Justin Jefferson sitting there for Nick. But like, but Nick, I, like, I, I can see Nick going Kelsey. I can see Nick like going out of left field. His keepers hurts, but I mean it's Nick. You know, what I mean, like, I, I could see. I, I don't know. If that's true, Nick will have no running back at all. Mm, I mean, I mean, he would come back around. And who would be left? Let's continue. I mean, I mean, not saying who we don't know. We don't know anything. So this is a very weird draft because I was trying to say like, Bruce keeping CMC and Brandon keeping Derrick Henry and Proc keeping Nashi. Who we thought were going to go to different people has just changed the draft order. So people are just falling down now. So it just changed the mock draft so much more than they were before. Yeah, well, and because even like as we're going, even if we don't even say who these guys pick, the running backs that are left, if like all the guys that we said like don't get picked, it's Aaron Jones, Saquon, Javante, like Brees Hall, Etienne. Now you're dropping off a cliff. Yeah. But as you're sitting there, like like Justin or Justin Jefferson could be there, like Devonta Adams, Diggs, C.D. Lamb. Damn. So like. I don't know. It's, it's, it, people are really going to have to sit there and say, okay, do I want wide receiver strong or do I want running back strong? Yeah, because, I mean, it gets like at what point is like the trade-off you're getting for like a running back, even though like since there's not a lot of value, pick a running back and like how, how many more points the receiver is going to score. So it's, like, it's going to be people having to make that decision. I don't know. And like especially after these last keepers are coming, like at the turn for, for me and you at two and three, I think we're going to be looking at guys like – Elijah Mitchell, like David Montgomery, and like Cam Akers, just like stressful number twos, bro. Yeah. That's why I had to keep. That's why I had to keep mixing, so I'm not stressed. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm I, not stressed I, about I, it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you have to. Like, it's just nice having Jonathan Taylor and Jamar, but like after that, like I'm just like stressed. There's question marks. There's question marks. And that was another big thing. There's so many guys that go that second round that are question marks. I mean, Tyreek's going second round. That's a question mark. New team. I mean. Dude, Devonte Adams? Question mark. I mean, like yeah, new Devontae team. Williams, though, is Melvin Gordon there? Saquon has um, been not good the last couple. I years. mean, Mark Andrew is, is going first round too, but that's a tight end. I mean, question mark. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I mean, it it, hel- it would help us if quarterbacks are off the board early. It would help us if Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes go in the second round. But that's our only savior. And then like like tight ends and, Q- and QBs because running backs are going. And then hopefully people pick like the, the better players at receiver. That's that's really if people want. Yeah, if we were able, if so we were able to get a running back. If it doesn't happen, then no running backs will fall to you. No, I mean like it's so tough. I'm just looking at the draft board now, and it's just like going to get really scary. It's going to get really sticky. And I think that that's uh, it was just I don't know. It's going to get crazy. And, and so these later picks are, are going to be honestly fucking key. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we have the Sip and Smoke coming up. Yeah, September 3rd. Um, yeah, Saturday, Labor Day weekend. We've locked in as our date for, I think, for years to come now, mm-hmm. too. we got an Airbnb going on, you know, the, like by the lake. The Weasel and Snake might not, might not be making podcasts in cars anymore. Yo, moving <laughs> into a home. Um, yeah. The, the, the Weasel and the Snake have found a den. So, yeah. so, so I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, a little maybe higher quality. Okay. You know, some different guests. You know, you never know what could happen. It's been fun in the Chrysler and the Prius, but I mean, you got to move on yeah, up. I mean, the budget, the budget grows, life grows. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the next time we talk to you, 
Um, we'll have to decide what we're going to do, like pre and post draft. We're going to do one, one, one post or, or one pot mm. or two. We don't know. We'll see you though. But, but there'll be some content from the seven smoke. It's good to be back. Oh, I'll be wearing my ring all day, baby. <laughs> the, 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 the championship run begins now. Unfinished business. Oh, last touch. This is a great touch for anybody to get close to abuse with this back to back rings. Murph has to win this year. This is, this is my one opportunity. Or else it will take two more years until anybody can be close to abuse. Yeah, he's back to back. So. Yeah, because that's the thing. He does two championships, but they're back to back. So I, I, I got a shot here. I got a shot here, folks. I, I feel like it's good for the league if it's not just abuse. Up there. Well, it's definitely good for the league if it's not you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the truth. Oh, it'd be it'd be actually horrific <laughs> for the league if I won again. Yeah. <laughs> horrific. You'll never be able to take that away from me <laughs> ever, uh, unless someone else comes. And you know what? The, 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 you can somebody can even win one, and you'd be like. Doesn't so, matter. Don't care. It'll take a whole nother <laughs> year. Yeah, there's a there's levels, bud. A whole nother year. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I, I remember my first chip. Yeah, a little little mm-hmm. kiddo. And then it would take somebody three years to beat anybody. Yeah, it would take someone three years in a row winning a championship to best that record. A three peat. You can only join the pedestal. Yeah. Well, everyone's chasing me, and I'm I'm just chasing abuse. <laughs> As LeBron said, he's chasing that ghost out in Chicago, and I'm. I'm chasing that ghost out in uh in Fort Edward. Well, I'm so. saying it's unfinished business for the for back to. I mean, <laughs> don't. Want I'm you the bull. Back. I'm the bull. I'm not the bulls. I'm the Bills. I just get, seem to get there and I can't finish it. Hopefully, I can change. Hopefully, I can change. Yeah, well, the Bills never won the, a championship either. So, <laughs> good luck to you. Maybe, maybe they're the favorite this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, uh, until next time, um, uh, I'm, I'm the, the snake and I'm the weasel, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.